Lend continues to draw ever nearer. We're only a couple weeks now away from Ash Wednesday. And so we continue our homily series on how we are right now on an on-ramp to Lent, especially by preparing ourselves for what's called the Lenten discipline, or that special way that we start to form ourselves and say, what is that way that we want to focus on one thing during the Lenten season? That one thing we especially are hoping will change in our lives. We've reflected so far on how first we need to have an awareness of what is that one thing. Last week, we reflected on how all of us are called by name and have a special calling that God has given to us. And this week, we're especially reflecting on what's called diligence. And diligence is especially important in helping us to prepare for the Lenten season. Now, what exactly is diligence? Someone who is diligent is someone who does not fall into different distractions. Someone who is diligent seeks to avoid what is called the deadly sin of sloth. A few years ago, I preached especially on the deadly sins, and I shared how each of the deadly sins has a particular false god. In the case of the deadly sin of sloth, the false god is comfort. So if we fall into sloth, what we're doing is we're doing what is comfortable to us, and we avoid what brings us discomfort. My favorite analogy for the deadly sin of sloth is that button now more on our phones than on an alarm clock that I like to call the sloth button. <laughs> you might know it more as the snooze button, <laughs> but I like to call it the sloth button because why do we hit the snooze button? Because we want just five more minutes, right? <laughs> it's more comfortable to be in our bed to get a few more minutes of rest than it is to start to deal with whatever it is we've got to deal with during that day. And so we hit that snooze button, we hit that sloth button in those moments because we're avoiding whatever it is that is not as comfortable and we want to stay in that place of comfort. So what the virtue of diligence is all about is how can we find our comfort in God? God wants us to experience comfort, but he wants us to find comfort in him rather than in finding comfort in things of the world. And this is important if we want to be a people who are diligent, because not many of us are going to say, yes, yeah, sign me up for the thing that makes me uncomfortable, right? We are literally in our society accustomed to going towards the things that bring us more comfort. But when we start to realize that what we thought brought us comfort is actually bringing us discomfort instead, that's when we can be diligent and make a change. The virtue of diligence is all about helping us to realize that what we at first thought would bring us comfort is actually producing discomfort. 
That is what St. Paul is especially trying to get at in the second reading. The second reading I find is one that sometimes is hard for us to understand. I know I've struggled with understanding it myself. So I want to share a few things from the second reading now. St. Paul says, I should like you to be free of anxieties. Sign me up. Who doesn't want to be free of anxieties, right? But then he starts talking about how an unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he'll please the Lord, but a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife and he is divided. And St. Paul continues with how an unmarried woman is anxious about the things of the Lord and how a married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about the things of the world and how she may please her husband. Now, it seems as if what St. Paul is basically saying, better to be unmarried and avoid all of the anxiousness that goes on, right? And let's be honest. I think our society in general kind of ascribes to this, right? There's a way that oftentimes people don't want to get married because they think, oh, marriage is just going to produce more anxiety in my life. And so I think sometimes we could misinterpret what St. Paul is trying to tell us by thinking marriage produces anxiety. That's not what St. Paul is getting at. St. Paul is helping us to see that whenever one has certain things going on in one's life, one can start to focus on those different things. I know people who are in very joy-filled marriages, and they are helping to lead each other to the Lord. When St. Paul talks about anxieties and kind of a distraction or an unfocus, he's not saying that marriage can't lead someone to the Lord. It certainly can lead people to the Lord. And I always remember how when I was in college, we had a certain strategy whenever we were trying to get guys to go on retreats. And I will say I used this particular line on guys before to get them to go retreats. I would say, there's going to be lots of girls at this retreat. Because <laughs> let's be honest, who hasn't thought about that sometimes? I know plenty of guys who went on a retreat because they were looking for a good Christian girl. <laughs> and that was what drew them in. There's something to be said there, right? There's something about that way of noticing how when one is seeking to follow the Lord, focusing on God, being diligent about things of the Lord, and that can help one to encounter what one really desires in one's life. Now that is what St. Paul is trying to help us to understand. The anxieties of the world keep us from realizing our true desires in life. Lent is all about helping us to realize who it is that we truly desire. What it is that we truly want in our life is the presence of God. And getting rid of all those things that cause us distractions and anxieties, those things that at first we feel will make us comfortable, will bring us the peace and the satisfaction that we thought. 
But then we start to realize, maybe if I let go of some of that scroll time on my phone, or maybe if I don't binge as many episodes on Netflix as I was doing before, maybe actually spending that time instead with God will bring me the comfort that I'm really longing for. And then we can start to be diligent about things of God. That's what helps us when we start to form a prayer life in the Lenten season. Whenever we cut something out, what we're trying to do is fill it with something that will bring us even more joy, even more comfort. If I'm saying I'm going to stop watching something and I'm going to pray in its stead, I'm saying that thing might have just numbed stuff for me, that particular show, etc., but it didn't really bring me the comfort that my heart was longing or was desiring. And instead, I can put prayer into that place and let go of whatever it was that I was filling that particular time with because oh, that prayer time, that's going to bring me what I really long for. That's going to bring me who I'm really desiring and longing to be in my life. That's why I'll be diligent in doing that particular prayer time because I'm reminding myself it's going to satisfy the longing and bring me what it is that I really want to do. If we try to get into an exercise routine or if we're eating a certain way, getting rid of processed foods in our life, why do we do those things? We do them because we realize I want to be healthy. And you form a discipline, you form a diligence, you let go of certain comfort, processed, etc. kind of foods because you realize, oh, this type of a change is going to help me to feel better. It's going to help me to experience a better health. That's what diligence does, especially in the spiritual life. We let go of those certain things that at first we thought would make us happy or comfortable, and we go for the thing that will bring us that greater health. So what I ask you to do today is, since hopefully you've been reflecting on what's that one thing that you want to change in your life, that thing that if people were to give you comments and feedback would say, yeah, that's probably the thing that you should focus on most during the Lenten season. You then have to start to figure out what is it you're going to fill in the place of that one thing. What is that diligence that you're going to put in it? What's the type of prayer that you're going to put in that place? For example, if someone is trying to be more patient then the type of prayer that I highly recommend that they be diligent in praying every day during the Lenten season is what I call prayers of surrender. There are literally a surrender novena that one can pray that's very powerful. But it's a way that through prayer, you let go of those things that you try to grasp on or control, and that helps you to be more patient. But it takes diligence. It takes that discipline to be able to pray that surrender novena prayer every day during the Lenten season if you're trying to attack the way how you struggle with patience. 
if you're trying to grow in the virtue of humility. Because you realize, sometimes I take things too personally. I struggle with pride. I sometimes can make things about myself that have nothing to do with me. One of my favorite prayers is the litany of humility. But it takes diligence. It takes a discipline to pray that litany of humility each day during the Lenten season. And when you're tempted to go to that particular streaming, video, TV series, etc., or just scroll through your phone for a bit of time, it takes diligence. It takes effort to say, no, I'm going to pray that litany of humility prayer instead. So I encourage, focus on what's that prayer or just prayer time that God would be inviting you to. And if you've been struggling to realize what is that one thing that you feel God is inviting you to focus on during this Lenten season, you can adopt the one that we're going to take on as a parish, which is giving up worry for Lent. Because let's be honest, there seem to be a lot of worrying that can go on, right? I myself have noted sometimes in my life, I'm like, man, if I just cut out how much time I spend worried or preoccupied or anxious about certain things, I could get a whole lot more stuff done and I'd be a lot more happier, a lot more joyful, a lot more peaceful as well. So we're going to be hitting this theme of giving up worry for Lent, and that's kind of a personal thing that I'm going to be focusing on during the Lenten season is saying, how can I cut out that stuff that produces worry and anxiety? And instead, I'm going to put in prayers of surrender. I'm going to pray myself the surrender novena as a way of trying to invite in that pillar of prayer and letting go of those distractions and being more diligent. But whatever it is for you, again, I encourage you, focus on what is it that you most want to change about yourself entering into this Lenten season. And then start to focus on what is that thing that will be a prayer that will bring you true comfort. What prayer do you need to be diligent about praying during the Lenten season? and that you're seeking to commit to either a type of prayer or a particular time period of prayer each day during Lent, and that is the way that you're seeking to be diligent and to find your comfort in the Lord rather than comfort in the things of the world.